Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Oh boy, happy Friday. We did some <laughs> drinking last night, like a couple of girls who forgot what a work week looks like. <laughs> you guys, secrets out. Alyssa and I are a little hungover. <laughs> and we do have to do stuff today. But so. we have things to do. We forgot about, we thought we were 22 and take, we took a shot, you guys. How yeah. exciting is that? An actual <laughs> shot. I was like, I had way too stressful of an audition. I need to take a shot. And we did. Uh, And my body slightly regrets it. But also speaking of drinking, uh, we tried the Loverboy Espresso Martinis, you guys. And uh, first sip, really exciting, really great. I was like, ooh, amazing. And Alyssa's looking at me. She's smiling. We're both enjoying it. And then she looks at me and starts to go, Oh, there's so much stevia. There's <laughs> so much stevia. <laughs> um, I am I, I'm under the impression that we drank it wrong. And I am looking at the box now and there is instructions on how to make it enjoyable. Like you're supposed to shake it and you're supposed to put it in a chilled glass. And we did just sort of drink it straight out of a lukewarm, unshaken can. So I will okay, give them that. Okay. okay. And I did offer, I said, do you want to drink it out you of did. a martini glass? And you <laughs> We were like, nah, out of the can, dude. And so that's partially your fault. The rest I will take responsibility for. I did not shake nor fridge them properly. I was excited about the branding. So I wanted to like hold it in my hand and feel connected mm-hmm. to Summer House. But um, the other thing is I didn't feel – it says one can is two martinis, and I did not feel like there was any alcohol in it. Did you? Agreed. No, I didn't. Because I had I had a beer and a half before that and that and so I was like, this is what alcohol tastes like and how I feel on alcohol and then had a whole can of that thing and was, yeah, like, was like so fine. I stopped drinking an hour ago. Like what's the yeah. we sound like we have a real problem. No <laughs> I'm just saying I have made regular espresso martinis because I was inspired by Summer House and I was just expecting this to be a little bit more uh like four loco ish, and it wasn't. <laughs> yes, I do. That what I feel like the niche that this really fills is, and I've had other like canned spiked cold brew, is a really good pregame drink. I've mm. had like a canned espresso martini vibe drink while like doing makeup before going out if I'm really exhausted, and I'll be like, this is like my equivalent of a vodka Red Bull, and this I don't feel would really do that because it didn't give me any kind of kicks. Yeah, uh, but we didn't do it properly. We'll, do, we'll it. do it again. We'll do it properly. Another excuse <laughs> to take more selfies. Um, Alyssa's wearing makeup in the selfie, and I'm not, you guys, so be friendly. Um, she is so hot. Oh, my God. New you always look the best in photos, and I look like a <laughs> fucking troll. Um, wow. Hannah left Summer House. We didn't even really talk about that. I also want to say, you know, Hannah was supposed to come on our fucking podcast, and she didn't. So guess what? <laughs> Fuck you. How about that? <laughs> 
I'm just hung enough to call her out, you know, hung over enough. I, I think it's it's one of those things, too, where I don't even feel too much, even though, like, she's personally wronged you and I in this pod. <laughs> there is so much, like, come for Hannah energy online that it's a little therapeutic for me. So, like, when she blew off our interview, I was, like, pissed, but then went online and there was so many of my favorite, like, Bravo fan accounts were just, like, ripping her yeah. apart and yeah. so I would just read those and be like all right like it like it, it's it's happening I don't need to even like put extra bitterness into this into the world about this but so many people were, were like of course this I'm leaving summer house announcement is a quote-unquote like announcement of comedy tours right and then people started ripping like the venues that she had booked which is I think mean to the comedy yeah. venues to be like these are shitty comedy venues I'm like that's such a horrible thing to say about a theater don't yeah you have to start somewhere I mean oh yeah my you God. gotta do something and like what are you booking right now I don't know who can book like what's it's gonna probably be a weird shitty circumstance if you're booking shows like this and I hope that stand-up comedy comes back but yeah Hannah left Summer House, and I think it'll be okay. And they're doing Winter House. Mm. <laughs> With the Southern Charm Boys, right? Oh, really? Yeah, right? Isn't that the cast? Wow. We're a mess this morning. <laughs> Guys, we are not good at our jobs. Imagine we have to go do our regular jobs after this. Wow. Okay, let's get into what we've been waiting for for so, so long, which is... The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, wait. Um, First and foremost, we have to talk about a piece of business that's important for everyone to pay attention to. Now, we have mentioned before that we were invited by my family to work on the set while they go on this Tahoe trip, right? And we didn't because it was at the height of COVID. And in fact, after that, the entire cast did get COVID. So I think that was a good decision. But I was gifted a pair of shoes very fancy designer shoes that were left behind on this Tahoe trip. So I want everyone to have their fucking eagle eyes on the feet of the housewives because we have to find out who these shoes belong to. And we'll post a picture of them on the Instagram. But that was very important to me. I just want to make sure I didn't forget to say that. Um, Oh, my God. I love this game. Yes. I was looking at everyone's feet. Uh, this so, is yeah. thrilling. Ah, yes. I forgot that we didn't know whose it was. I remember assuming it was Sutton's. It's possible. It's possible. It, yeah, it could be anybody. My guess is Kyle, that Kyle. Kyle gives me leave shoes behind vibe. Yeah. Um, do we know the size? They're way too big for my feet, and I'm a seven. Okay, okay. And they're okay. like slides. Like they're uh, like mm. mule sort of slides where they're closed toe in the front and open a heel in the back. It should, But they feel like, maybe they're like Kathy Hilton's. That would be crazy if I had Kathy Hilton's shoes in my house. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be <laughs> too much. Uh, I feel like Lisa Rinna has slides vibes. Yeah. But these look a little too like old lady-ish for her. I'm not sure. But we'll post a picture. You guys should DM us your guesses. Please keep your eyes peeled. And if anyone finds them, you know, send us a picture while you're watching. Oh my gosh, it'll be so exciting. Uh, okay, good. Order. That's the that's the first order of business. Uh, second is, how did this make you feel? this whole episode um I'm excited to be back I'm a little bit nervous they're not going to deliver the goods with Erica I couldn't help but think about the 
quote from the lawyer who is prosecuting Erica that you shared with me saying, Mm -hmm. we will be watching and transcribing everything Erica says on the season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Cast members do not have legal immunity, is what he said. Woo! I love it! <laughs> I, and I told you, the, the night that it premiered, I was like, isn't it so exciting that it is not only you and I who will be watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiere taking notes, but also the prosecutors. Like, there's fancy, <laughs> fancy, grumpy lawyer men also sitting out with their iPhones and their notepad open being like, all right, here we fucking go, dude. Like, I think that's so exciting. We are basically lawyers. We are doing really important work. I don't think that they're going to disappoint. And let me tell you why. I think that there was wonderful breadcrumbing and teeing up uh this erica bomb drop of the divorce by Mm -hmm. doing everything they could to show how happy she was in her marriage before this divorce announcement came which Mm -hmm. is making her look guilty as fuck and the editors of the show including things like uh we learn more about the the new housewife's like age difference between her husband who was the director of Lion King and then Kyle being like age differences don't matter look at Tom Girardi and Erica mm-hmm. Jane when you see them together they make sense and then Erica goes oh quarantine was so wonderful i got to sit down with my husband every night for dinner it was oh, wonderful no. <laughs> she's like saying i love my husband i talk to him every fucking day for dinner He's and fully then, lucid. <laughs> he's fully lucid. He's my man. He's working all the time. She tells her fashion fucking coach or whatever the hell his job is. I feel like he has one of those like insane job titles for being her stylist. But Mikey, the glam Mikey, squad captain. Glam, like squad, glam squad captain, Mikey. She's like, oh, he's working so much. He can't wait to get back to courts. This man is just as lucid as can be, and I love him, and I talk to him all the time. Like, these are, like, even sound bites that wouldn't be included had if there wasn't this bomb coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and we remember that this, at least the the headlines about it, like, broke in the news mid-filming. So it makes sense that the premiere is not going to have, like, too much on it. But I think that they were really heavy-handed with, like, setting the stage for this drama. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like uh, the sweeping shots of her extra closet room in her giant Pasadena mansion um, is not doing her any favors. Like, these Indonesian burn victims are like, oh, there's my settlement on the shoe wall. (laughs) Like, it's so... (laughs) It's pretty egregious. Like, if you thought Mary on Salt Lake City looked horrendous for stealing money with that extra room it's like man I I just feel like Erica might even top that at this point like there's so many assets to be frozen in the court it's crazy can I ask you that this is something that maybe this is like a dumb question but it always is interesting to me when you see and it's not the first time it's happened in the like real housewives world but where people get in trouble their assets are frozen their money is quote unquote taken away but then you just like see them living the lives that they had been leading before are they just using credit cards like how are they it when she gets in such hot water legally and everything is under investigation and supposedly taken away from her or they have zero dollars in their bank account how is this bitch like going to europe with this cast and like 
paying for her glam squad and buying things. Like, where's that coming from? I'm not sure. I, I feel like we're not at the point where shit has hit the fan in the season yet, so maybe there won't be a glam squad after that happens. But I also feel like when you're in that situation, you're not allowed to, like, sell off your assets. You mm. know? Like, I, I feel like you can't – because you, you can't, like, hide – certain things like you can't hide like I remember um I think it was on Real Houses of Atlanta uh they somebody I think uh Portia no not Portia Phaedra's husband Apollo had like hidden some motorcycles at Candy's house if I'm remembering correctly and that was like a huge (laughs) problem because he went to prison in the court like wanted to know, you know, how much money he had, essentially, and, like, all of his property. And I think Teresa had, like, the same issue where they didn't disclose all of their belongings, and the court was like, you're hiding shit from us, so we won't take it. So I'm not sure, like, what the rules are about, like, everything, I think your life is kind of just frozen, and everything has to go to your legal fund, but you're also not allowed to, like, make drastic lifestyle changes, from what I understand, but I have no idea. I've never been indicted by the federal government, so don't listen to me. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's helpful. I think that's helpful. Um, What do we think about uh, Crystal Minkoff? Oh my god, she's 35. Like, she's so young, it's crazy. And her husband looks like one of the guys that you, like, fast-forward through at the Academy Awards when they give a speech. Like, it's just so... I am so triggered by the fact that she's, like, only five years older than me. It's... it's I don't know. What do you think? She is five years older than you and, like, two feet taller than you. Yeah. She's so tall. And, she, and I love her energy. And I think it's so savage that this bitch is nearly our age and she's talking about dressing for her age and, like, yeah. dressing conservatively and immediately starts digging at Erica's outfit and Lisa Rinna's <laughs> outfit. And it's like, I just don't like when I see my friends just, like, wearing stuff that's not age-appropriate. I think it's really embarrassing. And I see pictures of that and I'm fucking embarrassed. And she wears this, like, really, really fucking classic, like, black one piece. And everybody else looks like cotton candy in a fucking, like, rainforest cafe server. And she's like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I think that's amazing. And saying that she doesn't know who Dorit is. Oh, my God. Like, this bitch is coming out guns a-blazing, which you have to do on this particular franchise. Like, you're not going to be Teddy. And Garcelle is doing the same thing. I think Garcelle also came out, like, ready to go last year. And so I think Crystal is going to be just... I, I really like her vibe. I think yeah. it's exciting. I do like her vibe. I feel like she can hold her own. Um, I also like that Garcelle is not just, like, quickly forgiving anyone. She's really yeah. like, you guys fucking suck, and I don't trust you, and I'm going to fight you the whole season. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think both of them have the most, like, hardcore energy at the top, and I don't think that the, the regular cast is just, like, sitting pretty and not not even ready for it. I think it's very fascinating. And, like, also any woman who can control what exact time her baby is coming out of her, you should be terrified of. Yeah, that's true. That's Yeah, that's a very painful, like, takes a lot of willpower. I, I would just be like, please get it out of me at all costs. I don't care. Yeah, I want my baby to be born at this specific time. Like, good for you. It was important <laughs> to her, man. But, like, what a scary thing to just, like, open with. And, like, wow. But also, big power move. Very. I did it. get a little triggered about the uh, – the conversation between Kathy Hilton and Crystal, like, where they were like, I eat. And then Crystal's like, every morning I eat so much, I have an egg, an avocado, and a jalapeno. And I'm like, 
I'm over here, like, eating a stack of waffles with, like, an omelet and cheese and bacon and potatoes and, like, all this shit. And I'm like, and Kathy's like, wow, that's a lot. Every morning, a whole avocado. (laughs) It's tough. It's a tough look. Kathy, I'm realizing I knew nothing about really like I I was so excited for her to come on the show and I just thought of her she was just this figure in my mind that was like really condescending to Kyle about being on the show show and I knew of her as being Paris Hilton's mom but now that I'm seeing her on screen so much I was like oh shit I don't know this woman at all and I am I've concluded that I am terrified of her yeah I think think she's terrified yeah yeah she the way she speaks is very scary and and even worse than opening with, I I controlled exactly what second my baby came out of me. She opens with, I used to play dentist with children in my neighborhood and demand that they lay on the ground while I shoved things in between their teeth is the scariest thing you could mm-hmm. possibly say. Mm-hmm. I don't, I would rather hear like, I used to beat kids up. Like, then say, I used to demand I played dentist with them. And then she just laughs without blinking and goes, I was a real character. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is fucked up. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't know what kind of kid would want to saw people's teeth out of their mouth, it seems. And... It also was weird the way they introduced it. It seemed like a known thing. Like, Rinna was like, oh, yeah, Kathy will, like, saw your tooth down. And I'm like, yeah. Wait, <laughs> this should not be happening. I don't know. The Richards household it seems like it was an extremely dark household growing up. And all of the women are fucked up in special ways. And it's nice to finally, like, have the trifecta completed with Kathy, like, officially on the cast. I love the idea of Kathy being against American Woman, that scripted show based yeah. on their life, because she didn't want Kyle to tell stories like that in the show and make her look like a fucking murderer. <laughs> but that can't be true because she said it pretty proudly on this premiere. So that's not. But what else are they hiding? It's what else crazy. are you not saying? That's crazy. Um, oh, I wanted to say this is so like just a weird coincidence. When they do, they go into Garcelle's house and she has that um, that contraption where you lay on your back and you flip right. upside down. Mm-hmm. So our friend Ryan O'Flanagan, who has been on the pod, had one of those for a very long time. And pre-pandemic, whenever people would go over to his house, they would do it. And I have so many memories of like post-bar walking oh, back to no. Ryan's apartment People are so fucked up no. getting on that thing, Alyssa. <laughs> I'll ask him to send a video or a picture because it is like so it's so shocking to me looking back that none of us got hospitalized from this. But like would all drunkenly get on it and like make other people spin us around and flip us up and down. And I remember being like, don't do that, you guys. This is dangerous. But then also very much doing it. <laughs> You could so easily break your neck if you were wasted on that thing. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's no bueno. It's bad. But uh, I just couldn't. I, like, screamed when I saw it because I was like, that's the thing. That's the crazy contraption. It ended up being – it's clearly, like, so big. And I think it ended up being not very helpful for Ryan's back and shoulder. And then it was just in his living room. So then he was like, I got to – I think I got to get rid of this. It's just, like, in my living room. It's like – it looks like a weird piece of furniture. 
Uh, but I love that Garcelle and Ryan O'Flanagan have something in common. You know who else has one? And that would be one. what I talk about when I meet her one day. Aww. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, Colleen Wolf, who's also been on our podcast to talk about uh, Below Deck. Uh, she has very bad back problems, and she uses it responsibly. So Ryan <laughs> O'Flanagan could take a note from Colleen Wolf. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. That that doesn't surprise me at all. What do we think about um, Kyle's, like, 100th nose job that she got? I think, uh, yeah, I was excited to talk to you about that because I love, like, Siesta Key, any show that opens with a nose job is yes. right by me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it looks cute. I don't know how the doctor was like, I took 10 years off your face by giving you this nose job. I was like. Did, is that how noses work? It's so, I don't think that's how yeah. noses work. I didn't think about like how your nose could age you, which is like no. just honestly saying that out loud. Is a, there's a darkness like creeping into my soul. You um, know it can't. Like, in nose, there's there's not an old nose. Nose don't even noses don't even get wrinkly. Yeah, I don't know. It did. It did look like a a younger nose, and then around <laughs> the nose, her skin looked her age. And so I was like, it is kind of a weird illusion that I'm looking at, like a brand new – maybe they just made the skin a little bit tighter on her nose, like a nose lift. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I think that, yeah, the skin, like, from where her nose interacts with her mouth – I'm, like, moving it all around to try and feel it – is probably – tighter so it's like almost a sort of facelift in the middle of your face right I would have so much more respect for her if she was like I got a nose job also I did get hit on in the face on set so it was just like a whole thing but I just I got a nose job don't be like I got hit on set and then it was this huge thing and then I said I might as well make it pretty like just lead with I got I got a nose job because and it, like there was a whole thing but I I just like just start with that I feel like it's, it's so so silly to be like oh no I got what she might have been and maybe I sound like an evil person but come on come I will on, say Kyle. as someone as someone who has considered my whole life since I was literally in middle school whether or not I wanted to get a nose job I am praying to get hit in the face all the time <laughs> like I'm like please someone just break it so I can go in and be like can you just make it bad cuter can you just Is, do that would insurance <laughs> cover it in that case it um, would right no I don't know it's more just like I feel like I should learn to like myself and I also am very scared of the idea of like someone breaking it on purpose like that freaks me out like all the blood vessels under your eyes and stuff that like really freaks me out so I've never been able to get to a place where I'm like yeah this would totally be worth it for me however like when I play basketball I'm like man if I got elbowed in the nose and it broke that wouldn't be the worst thing and then also I just went to the dentist because I'm grinding my teeth and they talked about how sometimes when you grind your teeth it means you can't like breathe well at night um, and they're like, have you ever checked into if you have a deviated septum? And I'm like, are you telling me to get a nose job? Because I will. I'm like, are you telling me to get a full facial reconstruction? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. Maybe just like go to a doctor. And I'm like, nah, you're telling me to get a full-blown nose job. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's just like a fun game that I'll probably play for the rest of my life until someone actually does break my nose and you guys like no, don't recognize me. No, that would me. be so <laughs> terrifying. First of all, love your nose, love your face. Thank you and so don't much. don't want you to have to like I don't know like Tom Hanks yourself uh in the face to fucking break it but I wonder I do wonder the difference between like there's got to be a line insurance can't cover a strictly cosmetic nose job but 
I'm sure it covers a deviated well, septum. Well, I can tell you that my grandmother, who's dead, told me <laughs> when I was in high school, uh, like I was crying because somebody was teasing me about the bump in my nose, and we were at her house, and she was like, I wasn't going to say anything, but if you do want to get that fixed, I know that so-and-so's granddaughter just said they had a deviated septum and insurance paid for the whole thing and we could totally do it. And I was like, you should not be telling me that I need a nose job. Isn't that so, like, such a grandma thing to say? Like, I feel like that generation is just, like, not woke about body positivity and self-love at all she was also very like my husband's never seen me without makeup even when i gave birth to five kids exactly exactly that sounds exactly love this woman r.i.p but that is i'm not i hope that that attitude and that lifestyle is dying yeah don't encourage your teenage grandchildren to get plastic surgery (laughs) no that's yeah no Anyway, it's all out there now, so you guys know the real me. (laughs) (laughs) Should we talk about Roni? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, First of all, now that we've had Mike on and he's clearly caught up and, like, such a big fan, it's hard to not just, like, text Mike the entire time I'm watching (laughs) the episode. (laughs) Uh, First of all, I love this episode. I... Love when there is just, like, a wonderful montage just destroying Ramona's character. I love, Mm -hmm. like, brought – that's the only way because they're fucking employing this insane, like, insane Republican of a woman. I feel like that's even too simple to put it. But the the montages that they do of the evil things that she's said and done and the stupid things that she's said and done is the only way that they can be like, we get it. We'll do what yeah. we can to prove that she sucks while we're putting money in her pocket and putting her on television. Right. Um, how did you like this episode? Did me telling you it was great lower your expect? Like, did I ruin it for you? No. Um, I thought it was very enjoyable. I really enjoyed when Ramona had diarrhea and she went to the bathroom with her microphone still on. That was pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much poop in this show. Ugh. They never – they always find a way. Honestly. I just love that in 2020 – like, there, we talked about how on a lot of these shows, people ran out of things to talk about or the only times they were together were to film. And so, like, I had some gripes with some scenes in the Atlanta series because I was like, I feel like they are forcing. They don't have too much to talk. They're not seeing each other. There's not, like, a lot of stimulus around. And in fucking New York, they sit down at this, like, fucking winery and immediately start arguing about donating blood plasma. And I was like, this is it. You can't take the show out of this this, this cast. These women are professionals. Like, a heated, screaming fight about donating blood plasma. I love it. So funny. I also really appreciate that someone finally said, like, I think Ramona needs to go to the doctor because of her poop issues. And I'm like, thank you. Someone fucking sane on the cast is speaking for the audience at this point it's crazy um also by the way speaking of mike uh mike the the series that you guys talked about um that never aired that was on full screen anyway this is like a a deep cut for people who listen to the mike roney episode he actually got to uh show the series at a film festival in north fork so he's been there what yeah and so he was like oh my my god God, i've been to the same places as the housewives wow that's so strange Uh, and luann was like so obsessed with that town i was like is she a 
the mayor of this town. Like, what is going <laughs> yeah. on? She's like, I just can't wait to show the ladies Norfolk. It has all of this wonderful shops and restaurants and so close to here. I was like, are you a realtor? What's happening? It's such a weird town to be pushing, but okay. That's such a small world coincidence. Wow. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I really enjoyed Luann, like, stress smoking a secret cigarette. That's exciting for her. Yeah, that's always a great moment. <laughs> I I do think it's interesting the conversation that Leah and her had about the bar and about what is and what isn't triggering. Because as I've talked about a lot on the pod, uh, anytime I've done a like sober month or a little sober stint, I'm so obsessed with wine glasses and I love that part of my day and like just the ritual of drinking out of a wine glass that I'll drink like coconut water or kombucha or like just regular water out of a wine glass. And for Leah to be like, I don't know if this is the right move for you, Luann, to be drinking, you know, a fake rosé out of a wine glass. I think that's more bringing you closer to the world of drinking than it is helping you get away from it, uh, I think was a very, yeah. like, helpful thing to say. Like, I, like it's sort of a temporary Band-Aid, but, like, maybe is not – it's not going to help you stop missing it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's pretty actively missing it. And, of course, all of this is happening while they're both sitting at a bar. And I was I like, step one, don't sit at a bar. Like, go. obviously, you can't, like, go to a, a restaurant. Go sit at a table, people. Come on. Yeah. Help these girls out. Man. Man, oh, man. I do want to try that fake rosé, though. Yeah. She's, I'm sure it she tastes like trash. really but. enjoy it. <laughs> um, this, uh, there's, like, a huge argument about where people are getting mortgages from coming up. And uh, I wasn't aware that, like, Chase – was doing a lot to close the wealth gap. Did you catch? Yeah. I, I'm, I'll have to Google. Oh, I was very into that and couldn't wait to talk to you guys about it. Because, again, first argument is about donating blood plasma. The second argument is, like, screaming about J.P. Morgan and house mortgages and, like, Wells Fargo and Ramona piping up and being like, Wells Fargo has better rates. And then uh, Sonia, like, lurching herself across the table and being like, don't you say that about Wells Fargo. It's It's like, there is no topic safe. Like, nothing is safe. It's so (laughs) great. You can't talk about anything. I love it. And to know it's just absolutely bananas. And this like this this connection that Sonia has with JP Morgan is so psychotic. It's absolutely something that needs to be unearthed in a in a doctor session. Right? Yeah. I I mean not like a you know crystal woman who just like rubs your belly and makes you cry about your no no husband. like a real doctor bitch like imagine is this like in a world in the future where you and Mike are divorced and anytime like something about the 76ers comes up you just like burst into tears and start screaming and you're like the 76ers are my team like Can it you would be <laughs> literally imagine how fast I would never watch a Sixers game again if you were <laughs> Like, no lie. We'll never cheer for them again. Oh, no. <laughs> We're too deep in it. All of our right to Ricky oh Sanchez fans are gone. They're gone. No, but I mean, uh, like, if this guy, like, you know, fucked me over after six plus years, I'm not watching your team anymore. I'm wishing ill yeah. against your team. I feel like that's a very yes. silly thing to do. <laughs> so is that like, a, yeah, also very appropriate, very poetic. And 
yeah, Sonia, got to do that with J.P. Morgan. Yeah, let it go, let Root it go against honey. Them. You should you should be obsessed with Wells Fargo. Yeah, be like, yes, Wells Fargo has better rates. Like negotiate it's, it's, them down with Wells Fargo's rates. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, Fuck J.P. Yeah. Morgan. They have enough money. We've seen your private island stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do love that. Ebony knew so much about it, and I was like, "Yeah, we do need to Google this. We need to find out more." I'm loving ebony's presence i love that she's like remaining so engaged but also very strategic and i love the like listen i'm gonna be really polite i was offended that ramona was referring to people as the help in her home but i am not going to call her racist in her own home i will wait 10 minutes until we are at the winery because that is the right thing to do (laughs) and i was like welcome to the real housewives ebony that is perfect i love that uh, so I just love I think her her energy is great and I also couldn't get over Ramona like demanding that Leah change her clothes while Ramona was in a fuzzy floor length purple like movie yeah like what do you how can you look at anybody in the eye and be like can you go change can you go put on a white t-shirt or something like what are you That's so crazy about also like leah's outfit was very trendy like zebra yeah. skin uh second skin like sheer tops are very in right now she has like a very funky style if she wants to match that with other prints that's totally fine like i just don't know why that gets to ramona who cares who cares? Who cares? It's so strange. I also love Ramona being like, I like Ebony because she didn't tell me that I'm a dumb idiot racist. She explained <laughs> it like in a very kind way to me, like how I'm supposed to be functioning in public society in 2021. I'm like, are you? It's just the a dynamic is a little bit. It's a little tough, you know? Like, I, I I appreciate that Bravo is trying to diversify their cast after a tremendous public outcry from their audience, but there's a little bit of, like, a tokenization happening on each show because we only have one person of color who's here to explain to all the rich white ladies, like, why they're problematic. And that's just yeah. exhausting, and it kind of sucks. And, like... Yeah, and it's very unfair to them. It yeah. Just, it's, like, not... It's exactly what they're not supposed to be doing. Yeah. Uh, but it's, like, once you're dealing with the extreme end of the spectrum, like, you are with Ramona, like, what what are... It's it's just too... It's too much. It's, it's a not, lot. It's not... It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, can we talk about Siesta Key? Yes. Okay. If you're not watching Siesta Key, just frankly, like, don't even listen to our podcast anymore. I judge you because it's the best show. It's, God, I couldn't, I just, when I think it can't get any funnier, it gets funnier. I don't, I, and like, was it somebody's idea to have this portrait (laughs) plot or did this just come up organically i want to know so badly do you want to explain what happened to people who probably i feel like nobody watches but like you will there after this you gotta yeah there's such a good visual element that is at play and i almost don't even want to post it because i want you guys to go fucking watch this okay (laughs) so sam uh uh oh my god how am i forget juliet sam is juliet's billionaire boyfriend who Mm -hmm. we've talked about being terrifyingly robot like uh maybe he's scared in front of the camera maybe he had a lobotomy we don't know what's going on but he can barely speak he's just like yeah babe thanks cool he goes 
I actually want to commission a portrait of you from my friend Jordana. And Juliet's like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that you're commissioning a portrait of me, babe. That's so kind. And then her, like, sassy as fuck VO comes over and is like, Jordana is actually somebody who one time fucked Sam. So I'm kind of sus about Jordana, the artist. But I'm really excited to have this big, gigantic canvas portrait of me. So let's do this. And then they, like, cut to a scene where Jordana is in front of a canvas the size of a fucking trailer. It is a huge (laughs) canvas. Did not know that they made canvases this large. And Juliet comes out and is starting to, like, pose. And she's already so threatened by Jordana's whole presence. And Jordana is just standing, like, six feet away from Sam and Juliet's like can't handle how much this slut is flirting with my billionaire boyfriend (laughs) but excited about this painting at the end of the episode after Juliet also like refuses to pose she's like can you do this from memory and just like walks off screen (laughs) which I think is crazy (laughs) also she like confronts her while she's painting about like why you know I guess Sam had a relationship with Jordana's good friend for 10 years and Mm -hmm. then Jordana's like oh me and this other girl who dated Sam had a falling out and Juliet's like I know why you had a falling out and (laughs) and she's like oh yeah I hooked up with your boyfriend but it was after he broke up with his girlfriend of 10 years who was my best friend so it's like get over it so anyway that detail happens keep going yes yes so Jordana and Sam have fucked once and Juliet knows about it and made it very clear. All while Jordana, again, is painting this wall of a canvas. Mm-hmm. And while uh, while Juliet is posing, let, let's be clear. She's wearing, like, a really pretty but pretty simple, like, silky blue, like, romper wrap dress thing. And I was like, okay, interesting choice for the portrait. But it's, like, it's going to be timeless. I, interesting. Uh, she goes, can you just paint this from memory? Walks off. At the end of the episode, they have a reveal of this painting. And there's this big, gigantic cloth on this big, gigantic canvas. They pull the <laughs> the cloth off, and everybody's like, oh, my God. First of all, let's start with the fact that it is a painting of Juliet in a bikini, like a multi-strap bikini with huge wings like a Victoria's Secret angel wings and on and it's textured with like with like beads or like rocks you would put on the bottom of a fucking fish tank like they're like glued onto the wings then you look up so already if it was the best painting in the world it's a it would be a lot like Mm -hmm. it's to have a gigantic imagine Tony has a portrait of me in a bikini with wings with rocks on it in our home Alyssa just imagine Um, that's what they wanted that's what they commissioned that's what they asked for then you take a closer look the face while kind of scary because it's 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 in um what's that uncanny valley is that what it's called it's like sort of an uncanny valley of like where it what it's how realistic it's supposed to be versus how like painting like it's supposed to be they look at it closer Juliet comes up and she goes um I like it, but the face doesn't really look like me. And then one of Sam's friends goes, it looks like Jordana. And it's like, (gasps) and it zooms out. And the painting (laughs) looks like Jordana, you guys. It looks like 
like Jordana. It looks like Jordana on like I guess Juliet's body, and they hold up a phone with a photo of Jordana <laughs> next to the face, and it fucking looks exactly like her, and it's so weird and I wanted Juliet to be wrong I wanted her to be like just bitter about the painting being weird but she was so fucking right and then Jordana's like I'm gonna step outside for a second and it's <laughs> so funny and Sam's like I, is it getting hot in here now I'm nervous I cannot believe now what are they gonna fucking do they have this gigantic <laughs> insane painting they cut I, to the painting can't. face and then they cut to Jordana's face and then they cut back to the painting face and they cut- <laughs> like this is comedy this camera work is comedy um also there's at one point where Juliet goes can I ask you like how much Sam is spending on this and Jordana's like oh ten thousand dollars people paid her ten thousand dollars ten thousand dollars to paint something that looks like frankly a high school like project I can (laughs) paint that i'm gonna be on and i i'm like pretty decent at painting so that's not me being like as much shade as it sounds like i'm okay uh and i can absolutely paint that it would take me 400 years because it's the size of a home but i would be able to paint that and if you told me it was ten thousand dollars like ten thousand dollars should i start painting like that's crazy and and they talk about her like when they when they pitched her they were like oh she's this like really really cool artist and I was like oh awesome it's gonna be really funny if it's like a weird abstract artistic take on what Juliet looks like like and that and then she doesn't like it because it's like kind of ugly but it's like clearly very good art this could not be farther from that it's so literal and weird and clearly also Jordana that it is I don't know and was it it couldn't have been on purpose right because it looks like I see how she was trying to make it look like Juliet yeah I have no idea. I also think it's such a bad idea to, like, confront someone about hooking up with your boyfriend when they're painting a portrait of you. (laughs) Like, it's going to turn out funky. It's going to be like one of the caricatures you get at the boardwalk, you know? Like, uh, but I also feel like our whole podcast should just be you doing a one-woman show of Siesta Key going forward. (laughs) It's such a delight to hear you like describe these dumb people and what they're saying and doing thank you thank you it is I I do get such a kick out of it it is my favorite I think it's so wonderful and I also think that the voiceover is so clever and funny like the the way that they use the voiceover as a device is really really good like it is because the hills does a little bit of voiceover that's always really sad Mm -hmm. like they they don't do funny voiceovers and like Juliet is so savage like she'll cut to a scene that's not that doesn't have her in it and it'll be like and then there was Chloe who said that she was learning how to do yoga but she was still a fucking bitch yeah they'll just start that scene with Chloe and it's like oh my God, what an insane, what an insane voiceover to like start the show. It is, it is really good. It's also so brilliant because it's like, of course it's overproduced. Of course I know that like everything is a setup and we can see that most of the blank stares that are happening are not actually in the context that they're presenting to us on the show. But then you get these gems where it's like someone pitched a storyline where there's like dueling bikini company wars and Mm -hmm. these two girls who've never worked a day in their life are like fighting over their swatches and whose swatches are better. And it's just a genius thing to watch I would not expect it to be this interesting but again like the portrait story is a perfect example of that it's so good and they also as we've talked about before the like 
cinematography and all of the b-roll mm-hmm. is really aesthetically pleasing and it is also they lean into admitting how produced it is like the confrontation scene at the end of this episode is a perfect example of <laughs> we finally get to see Juliet like confront Kelsey and she sends a text and it's like this gorgeous shot of Kelsey jogging through a park at like fucking sunset and then she acts like she gets the text as a surprise from Juliet <laughs> of wanting to talk to her and they like zoom in on her face they make it so cinematic and I'm fine with I would rather than be like we asked them to come film the scene yeah. and talk to each other but we will give you a pretty setup that makes it feel I don't I just like she's uh, literally jogging with no headphones with her phone in her hand you know like as you and do. her hair down yeah <laughs> and she's like the text from Juliet is like I saw your location I'm here let's talk and it's like wait <laughs> You let your enemies like openly track you while you're exercising. I don't understand the logic here, but it doesn't matter because they fight about bikinis. I love it. And then I love the spin of Kelsey being like, I actually think that you're not reaching your full potential. And it like gets to Juliet. And she's like, "I I am happy. It's great. It's a great fight. It's a great show. What a gift. Also, I wanted to say, and this I will post on the on the Instagram did you notice Sam's necklace? Sam, billionaire boyfriend? Mm-hmm. What about it? It is a, like, perfectly circular, full of diamonds yeah. necklace that absolutely Erica Girardi was wearing in the Real Housewives of, of Beverly Hills premiere. And wow. I watched both episodes back to back. And when they get dressed up for the barbecue in Beverly Hills, they talk about... Uh, 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 Erica bringing out the diamonds and like bringing out the jewels and so they do like a close-up shot and then I'm watching this scene with Sam being like yeah babe sorry babe this painting is dope babe and he's wearing <laughs> the same exact necklace so I think it's you know very sweet that Erica let him borrow it or yeah, that's sold it really to him nice. yeah but it or would maybe- be it's such an aggressive thing for a man to wear a huge diamond necklace yeah but- absolutely the opening shot of the show was his diamond like Rolex in a case. Like, he wasn't even wearing it. They're just like, look what yeah. he has. Okay, here's the story. <laughs> it's look crazy. what he has. <laughs> I love the show. It's so good. It anything is. else? It really Do we have anything else to talk to about this week? Um, No, we don't. I want... To, I want to end a little early so that everybody could go do their homework and download the MTV app and get to fucking work. Yeah. Uh, and watch... We expect feedback on Instagram from you guys, okay? Also, and we want to play this shoe game. So you guys have a lot of work. You've got to watch Siesta Key. You've got to go back and watch this uh, and continue to watch the Beverly Hills season with your eyes peeled for these shoes. Uh, It is, it's going to be a big summer, you guys. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) All All right, right. Alyssa and I are going to go drink a gallon of water and take Advil. Yeah. (laughs) 